Hello, brown girls. It's your girl, Lady J, coming at you kind of live, but always direct. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations with a Brown Girl podcast, where I openly chat about self-care, self-love, healthy living, and improving one's mental health. And all these topics have to deal with us, women of color. This is the last episode of season three, but I do really hope that you enjoyed all of the conversations about the relationships that we've had with ourselves, our partners, our jobs, food, and lastly, our friends. In this episode, I talked to Jay and Cece, the host of So Problematic Podcast. They are two Black queens that aim to enlighten and encourage society on what life is like for Black women. And they leave no topic untouched. They get straight to the point and they are with the shits. So I have some news. Not only is this the last episode of the season, but it's a new season for me, if you will. I recently quit my job as a teacher and I opened up my own business. It's called Brown Girl Diagnosed, where I am committed to educating, uplifting, supporting, and empowering women of color who struggle with feeling overwhelmed with the stress caused by their anxiety and depression diagnosis. And it's all done through a six-week coaching program. So if you want more information about that, or if you want to be a client, just head over to my website, browngirldiagnose.com. Follow me on Instagram at browngirldiagnose.com. And I will see you in the next season. All right, I've talked enough. Let the conversation begin. Welcome, welcome, welcome to all my brown girls listening out there. As I said in the intro, today's conversation is about the importance of having a real tried and true friendship. And I'm so excited to welcome my guests, Jay and Cece, the co-hosts of the So Problematic podcast. They are two black queens who aim to enlighten and encourage society on what life is like for black women. They leave no topic untouched and they get to the point all while being with the shit. So, with that being said, I've been looking forward to this conversation. Welcome. Please take the time to introduce yourself. Well, I'm Jay. Uh, I'm Cece. And we are so problematic. Your intro was definitely on point. We yeah. definitely love talking about every topic from the perspective of two black women. We aim to educate, to just have fun as well, and just to bring a whole new spectrum of, you know, information mm-hmm. to people on a basis. Things that needs to be talked about, things that should just be fun, loving, caring, silliness, with the shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes you got to be with it. Sometimes, Sometimes you, you got to You have to. It, it, it's right here. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, and if you, um, I do you guys still? Because I, since I started working, I have not been as active on social media as I was during the summer. But are you still doing the lives to talk about it Tuesdays? The lives on Tuesdays. Well, with that, we were doing a collaboration with the Ladies Nears podcast, mm-hmm. and okay. we took a break on that because it was just only for like a you know mini series. series. So, yeah. But we are in the works of hopefully. For ours, for ours, it'll be every other Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We'll be doing okay. lives. Yeah. And then for that 
to collab with them, it'll be seasonal. So seasonal, we're working on a seasonal. We're working uh, on a holiday mini series. Yes. Yeah. You know, my job gets in the way of all the fun that I've been missing out because I can every week thing. Yeah, I'm not as active on social because I don't have time. I'm lesson planning or resting. So I'm 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 trying to get back into the swing of things with social media, but I feel like I have missed out on so much. And I see like the tag me in the post, mm-hmm. and I don't have. I used to like always comment and stuff, the talk about it Tuesdays. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know that's why I need to. Oh. Here's the thing here. Our last live, we made an announcement that we're going to be podcasting part time yeah. and not like we were before. So we understand exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Me and CC, you know, we we run separate companies mm-hmm. as well as the podcast. She's a mom. I'm a mom. She's a wife. I'm a single mother. I am, you know, in the corporate world. So is she. So we've said, you know what? We love the podcast. We love our friendship. We love being together. Yeah. We're not putting that away we're just going to be more organized with our time and be more intentional with our podcasting time so that we can nurture our other gifts as well as our friendship on this podcast so that's what we so we understand what you're saying completely sometimes we can't comment to anything ourselves and we miss so many people's lives especially when it's the middle of the day it was the middle of the day listen i am in meetings she is meetings we're doing so many things in the daytime we can't, we can't we can't watch everything. We, we can't see everything. So we really can't get it. We know, get 100% what you're saying. Which is why we had to go part-time. Yeah. We were stressing ourselves out. We we're like, yo, we, we can't do this. We have, yeah. to, be, we have to be realistic. That's why I do monthly. Because mm-hmm. I feel like monthly, it, it's a goal that I know that I can't achieve. Mm-hmm. Whereas some people podcast every week. My mm-hmm. tip my hat off to them. Mm-hmm. Some people do it bi-weekly. I used to do it bi-weekly when I wasn't working. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to give up podcasting because I really enjoy it. So I was like, you know what? I can commit to once a month. Yeah. So I I do once a month and then I take August and September off because those are the two months that I'm getting, I'm Planning. going to PDs and then mm-hmm. school starts and then I need to get acclimated to going back to school and then I pick up in October. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, 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 I don't want to, like you said, I don't want to give it up. I love podcasting. I love yeah. what I do, but so. This is not, I'm not what, no, these people who get paid to podcast. <laughs> so, less podcast because my full time job, I have to only commit to once a month. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah. All right, so let's dive in this conversation. The reason why I asked you all to be on the podcast is because I really admire your friendship. And if you follow them on social media, especially their TikToks, they are always together. Mm-hmm. I've attended a few of their lives and we did a seminar. And one thing that I thought was so cute is that you guys can finish each other's sentences. No. <laughs> and, we do. Yes. And, and do. the way that you support each other, the way that you hype each other up, I think as a black woman is a beautiful thing. And I wish that more black women could be as supportive and hype each other up as much as you do. And I wanted to talk about the importance of friendship so that is why I wanted you on because this season is all about relationships and we've covered relationships with spouses we've covered relationships with our jobs I've covered relationships with ourselves in terms of confidence but I think it's important for us to talk about relationships that we have with other women yeah I agree strongly agree 
with that being said, what are your definitions of friendship? That that that's a big question <laughs> because uh, to me, friendship becomes an extended family member, someone that I can I can go to with any and everything, whether it's good or bad, and not judge me on it. That's kind of pretty much how I take it. It's that extended family member because if I consider you a friend. That's what you are. I mean, just to sum it up a little bit. I agree. I agree. You know, somebody that got put into my life to say, hey, here you go. Here's your, here's your additional sister. Mm-hmm. That's how mm-hmm. I think it. I agree. I agree 100% with what she's saying. As well as, for me, I feel like your friends, like if you are my friend mm-hmm. and you are, you, that means you know me. You know my my flaws and you see past it and want the best for me still. You know where I'm coming from, but yet you see my potential. Right. So when you're truly my friend, for me, you are like a family member. You are a family member to me. You're my sister because I have no sisters. I have two brothers. Love them to death, but they're not sisters. (laughs) So you are my sister, but also when you're truly my friend, that means you see my flaws and love me through them to be the best version of myself. And you want the best for me the same way I want for you. Mm-hmm. There's no competition. There's no envy. There's no wrath. There's no wrath. There's nothing. For me, it's always going to be you as my whole potential. You, my priority. To sit there and say, I'm going to be harsh on you because I know your potential. Mm-hmm. I know that you're my priority as a friend. So that's for me. Friendship is all those in the, in the middle. In between. Can you tell us the, the story of how you became Oh, yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we met at a corporate healthcare facility. Mm-hmm. I was already working at the facility, she and she there. had just got hired. So they put her with me. You know, I don't know if you ever seen, like, somebody push you with that person so you can train, train them. Mm-hmm. So she was, like, sitting behind me, and I was training her, and we just connected. And... I pretty much after that, like, she's the first person I told I was pregnant at work and everything. Like, I call her immediately. Mm-hmm. We just built this bond mm-hmm. and friendship from there. And it's oh. been how many years? Like, 10? Over 10. Yeah. Over 10 years. Over 10 years. Over 10 years. Yeah. Over 10 years. And the thing is, when she told me she was pregnant, I was bringing her food and everything. Let me tell you, I was feeding my she baby. Did. I was feeding my baby. But the thing about me and Cece's relationship was is that she's a low maintenance friend. We're low maintenance friends as well. To where mm-hmm. it is months would go by and it's like, mm-hmm. well, I hear from her and then we'll call each other random and be like, Hey, what you doing? And it was no love lost because different seasons of our lives drew different attentions and different needs. Yep. And we understood that. So that's why our friendship stayed this way because we understood that during motherhood and being a wife and being all these things mm-hmm. we respected our other titles mm-hmm. but also knew that hey check on me i'm gonna check on you you gonna check on me make sure we're okay yeah that's where but yeah we met at work and stuck with each other ever since ever since all right so mm-hmm. what does your friendship mean to each other oh it means a lot she has been there in situations and heard me you know go through things and I want to say that she's been that because I have I do have sisters, but she's been that extra sister where I know like if I need my my soul fed, I can call her. I can call her. I can call her and she'll 
She'll give me a little bit of word. She'll cuss me out a little bit. She'll, you know, let's bow our heads and pray over the phone or come on over to the house with some sweet stuff. Like, you know, it's just that, it's that energy that she brings to my soul that I feel like is what I needed. Like, God knew that I needed that person, which mm-hmm. is her. So, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty much, I think when you find a friend, that friend becomes that person. I don't know, people say that person all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, she becomes that person. And I think that we've been that for each other, where even through going through her divorce and everything, like, oh, my friend's my partner. Oh, go ahead. You, 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 you going to let you tell them how you've been there for me. Stop playing now. Okay, my bad. Okay, let me tell y'all something. <laughs> about to take up my little words. Hold on now. Hold on now. <laughs> okay. My bad. So with CC for me, you know, CC the people, CC is the reason why I even have a job at that at that company because you go through basic training, but she took a step further. She ensured that I understood what I was doing. So I always tell people that being at that job, I was only there because of her because she really taught me. And her spirit came out because you would always see that she was very gentle in her speaking, understanding, very real. So that's what drew me to be staying with her and being around her and, and all the above. But um, her friendship to me does mean literally the world. I believe God put her back in my life when he did for this podcast because she did know that I was going through a divorce, become a single mother. But, you know, we all know Cece was a single mother. So right now like her friendship means the most to me because she's like my guideline of how to navigate this new normal there's so many parts to it that i don't know what the heck i'm doing but she's like my refuge to say hey what's this or what about this cc and single mother or just in general like what do you think i should do in this category mm-hmm. but then she also ensures that i'm on the track because she will call me and say how baby girl listen you're doing so good don't look back she keeps me accountable and consistent to knowing that you can do this you will do this we are going to do this because that's the that's the thing a lot of friends will tell you you can do it but they never say we they never put themselves in it. With CC, it's a we. So I never feel like I'm being left alone. But she reminds me that there's somebody there that's always going to be there for me, like a refuge. So for me, same way she said that God shows you what you need, I always say God gives me not what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want her that too. But she, he definitely put her into my life as a need. And also as a sister. Somebody I can call on no matter what. I don't touch my daughter with me. I'm there, nobody. But I could leave my daughter with Cece and know that I might come back and she'll want to come back home with me mm-hmm. because she will take on that whole mother role when needed, if needed. And she also doesn't see my flaws as a disadvantage to being my friend because I can't be dramatic. I can be powerhead. <laughs> and I can definitely be like with the shit where I don't hear nothing. And she'll just say, you know what, Jill? She's taking a step back yeah. and she'll revisit this conversation. But She's also teaching me how to just listen. And so she definitely brings a lot into this friendship. Mm-hmm. And definitely what I needed. And to reverse that, she's teaching me to open up. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're teaching each other as friends to grow mm-hmm. in different areas of our lives that we feel like we want to grow. Mm-hmm. And we need that extra push. So supporting each other in those areas. You know, I feel like it's like I feel like it's like this. Like 
my weakness is her strength and her strength is my weakness so it's kind of like we're saying all right friend you kind of weak and it's speaking up so i'm gonna sit back and get it together yeah because i need you to be not in that weakness part anymore but in the middle so we got it's gonna be she don't gotta be perfect at speaking up but i don't want her to be at the bottom mm-hmm. at speaking up no mm-hmm. for a strong black woman i tell her you're a beautiful black woman and she's smart as hell so she says open that mouth up <laughs> to speak right to speak and I pull her into this podcast for that reason to help me get to that level because I knew that she was gonna pull it out of me and, and get me out of my comfort zone. So it was like she was the perfect person to pull for that. Mm-hmm. So that's basically how we got here and our friendship has grown even stronger since then. You know, we like we we had to conversate about ending the podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had to get real with each other. Oh yeah. We, we had to, we had to get real. We had to say, hey, some things are getting in the way. Let's, let's get it together. Yo, but if, yes. if I can't be honest with you about what I feel, then how can I consider you my friend? Very true. But I'll tell you one thing about her. I love that she will take anything you throw at her and won't be like defensive. Like, And that's one thing that I commend her on so heavily. When I brought up a concern, a lot of women would have been like, well, you better. Cece was just like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to think about that. And that made me reside like, damn, she a real friend. Because she didn't just defend it she was just like if my friend's concerned about something mm-hmm. i ain't think about it and that's what i'm definitely learning to do from her so i'll tell you that right there <laughs> so what i i've heard so far is consistency communication honesty reciprocity loyalty acceptance forgiveness mm-hmm. encouragement i think those are all good words to describe a good friendship. Oh, definitely. Um, and it reminds me of one of my my bestest friends. Her name is Vanessa. Shout out to Vanessa. She's <laughs> um, but we grew up together. We actually met in church when we were in elementary school. And I was like, hey, do you want to sit next to me? Mm-hmm. And we've been tight. And we had periods where, like more so in high school, where we kind of went our separate ways, but then we kind of came back together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I went to grad school. I moved to, to Philly. She stayed in Jersey. Yeah. And, you know, we kind of had the, the ebb and flows. And when I got married, she had to be in my life. Okay. And we got close again. I said closer. Mm-hmm. And we don't talk every single day. We don't talk every single month, like text and, you know, you know, social media. But what I love about our friendship is that if I call her right now, we pick up right where we left off. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. it's like no time has passed and we FaceTime each other and we laugh and we cry together. Mm-hmm. Uh, when my father passed away, I called. She was one of the first people I called and told her, you know, my dad had passed. Cause my dad, my our family's. And she was away, and she was like, I'm coming home. I said, no, stay where you are. There's nothing you can do. Stay where you are. As long as I have you on my, to sitting next to me, because my dad didn't want a funeral. He wanted a memorial service. He he loved this diner in Philly. Mm-hmm. So we had his memorial service at the time. Mm-hmm. So I said, as long as you're sitting next to me at the memorial service, I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And I remember I called her and I was like, I just don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. And she said, you are Fletcher Jenkins' daughter and you have what it takes to get through. 
She said, if you have to, I'm about to start crying. She said, Aww. if you need to call me at whatever time and cry and talk and be angry, mm-hmm. she said, do it. But like you said, that encouragement piece where I was very close to my father and I was mm-hmm. there when he died. So I was experiencing trauma on top of trauma. Right. And she was just like, it hurts and it sucks, but you can make it. It right. may not feel like it right now, but she can make it. Yeah, and when she had her children, I was there. You know, we often joke like, there was this a video where these old women came home and one of the women fell and they were like, oh, how am I going to get you up? And like, I would text it to her and I'm like, this is going to be... This is going to be us coming back from our vacation trip mm-hmm. and living city for gambling. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. she is just someone who has always been there for me. Mm-hmm. And I've always been there for her. And I went through a rough patch a couple of years ago, and she would just call and check on me. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. Okay? What, what What's going on? If I post something that she kind of thinks, hey, this doesn't sound right. She'll call me text me. I saw your post going on. Mm-hmm. So I definitely can relate and appreciate having a support system that's not family, but family, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But having that extra support system in your life that when, like you said, when you're weak, they're strong. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to hold it against you. They're not going to judge you for it. They're just going to tell you what you need to hear and what you don't need to hear. Mm-hmm. But they're going to do it all out of love. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I appreciate. And that's what I kind of see in your friendship. Oh, yeah. She, she's put me in my place a few times, you know, telling me to get out of my own way, getting out of my own funk, stop putting myself down. Because sometimes we have, a, we have our moments as individuals where mm-hmm. we kind of don't see the potential in ourselves. And then. Sure. To have that support and that friend and say, uh-uh, friend, we're not doing that. Not mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Not on my watch. You know, we do that with each other because, you know, she, she'll she have her moments and I'm like, uh-uh, let me pick up this phone. We need to go somewhere. We need to do something. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's get on the road. So true. And we have, our, we have our personal lives so much to where that dedication of being there for that person and that communication is very important because mm-hmm. I can just shoot a text and say, hey, did you say you was going to do what you did today? You didn't do it? Let's go do it. Mm-hmm. That accountability also yeah. is very important yeah. because who am I to say I'm your friend if if I'm letting you go out into the world looking all crazy and stuff, but I'm sitting here sitting next to you while you're looking crazy. Now we're both looking crazy. No. <laughs> why, so, why do you think that it's hard for black women or women of color to maintain or to have good relationships or friendships? I feel like it's two things. Mm-hmm. One, I think it's like it's competition. Mm-hmm. That's one. And two, well, when I say competition, it's like, I want you to do good, but not better than me good. Let's be on the same path good because we got to be equal good. Mm-hmm. For us personally, listen, if you're a millionaire, I know I'm being a millionaire, so I need you to become a millionaire, sis. So <laughs> that's one thing. And another thing is communication and being very honest, being 
honest. We're not honest with each other when we're in our feelings. And when you hide it, it just starts to just get deeper and deeper because it digs. If there's something that she's done that has hurt me, I'm going to let you know up front. Because mm-hmm. there's, I've been in situations where I've hit it thinking it would work and it would blow over. Yeah. Even if it seems petty, I need to let you know. Mm-hmm. Only because what's petty over time becomes resentment. Yeah. Just like in a marriage. What's little becomes resentment. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of black women, we do not communicate with each other, nor do we nourish our relationships. We tend to let marriage and children and jobs get into the the way of knowing that we need a sisterhood. I can't vent to my, my, my husband or my homeboy about what I could vent to my homegirl about. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know, vent to my kids about it. Right. I think women don't have friendships that much because we don't nourish it. We don't take time to say, hey girl, come, let's talk. Let's let's fellowship. Mm-hmm. Let's let's remind you that you're still a woman, that you're still a girl outside of your little jobs and your titles. You're still the girl that I could talk about A B C with and roll the heads and get into some slang just to say that you're still a human being. Mm-hmm. When we don't do that, when we let our t- our family life, our jobs get into it, we get lost in the funk. We get lost yeah. in the rules of life and then our friendships get kicked to the side mm-hmm. and then we start feeling like we're alone because in reality, you need your sisterhood. Yeah. You need to know that you're still human. Yeah. And the only person that can do that is somebody who has the same sex organs as you and has the same men- mentality and the same emotions as you. Mm-hmm. And that knows what it's like to be on your period, off your period, sorry, y'all. When it knows how it feels to be <laughs> mad at your man, not mad at your man. Yeah. When it knows how it feels when you're with a child who's sick right now or when the child is just not listening. Men will just be like, oh, okay. But your homegirl will be like, girl, I know if he's sick, you take time on you, Motrin. We start question to say, girl, I'm in the thick of it with you. We're going to call you at four in the morning and say, is so-and-so still running that fever? Yeah. Yes. We get to each other. Yeah. Is so-and-so still running that fever? It's four in the morning. She's texting me. Mm-hmm. I'm texting her. Did you try this? Did you try that? that? Did you get this? Did you get that? Let me get it for you. Bring it to you. Let me bring it to you. No, you took in there. That's what you need to nourish. So when women don't do that, mm-hmm. that's why friendships can't really flourish because we tend to feel alienated away and our minds get in the way where it's yeah. like, are you talking to me no more? We don't like me no more. So all that comes into play while well, I feel and like that it comes the cushion part is, is huge because how can I sit here and call you my friend, my sisterhood, and I'm and I'm hating on what you got going on that's positive into your life. Mm-hmm. Women, we, I think we we do that to each other undercoverly, mm-hmm. undercoverly because I'm sitting here and I say, oh, you just got you just got a promotion, which she just did, and I'm sitting here and I'm applying her because I know that you making it, I'm making it. We are we going to the next level. We pushing each other. Mm-hmm. What do I look like sitting here saying, oh, she got a promotion, now she making more money than me. Mm-hmm. Now this, now that, like so much. Why? You know, it's like, and, and I think in our community, especially as brown girls, it's always going to be competition when, when especially social media is involved, for one, and so many other little things out there like men, children, clothes, material things. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's always a competition in the wrong areas. If mm-hmm. I'm going to compete with you, we're going to compete next to each other against another team. Baby. Two on two, we doing it. You feel me? When you're ready. So that's the only competition that we are in. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I was another, and I, I'm not gonna call her a friend because I don't think she was ever my friend. But like you said, that competition. 
It was always, it always, if I said something, she always had to find a way to one up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it was, it was always a one up. So when mm-hmm. I got engaged, we were at a small church at the time and I, my husband had well, been fiance and now not one of two but after service, she came over to me and she did that whole, oh, hey, congratulations. Did you guys set a date yet? And I said, you know, not, I just literally got engaged last night. No, we haven't thought about it. And she goes, oh, well, as long as it's not in November. And she did like that sarcastic kind of sitting pat and walked away. Like, okay. And, 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 you know, because we were at the same church, you know, we were friendly and and we ended up stopping, stopped talking. Right. And then some time had passed, and my husband, being the friendly person, invited them over to our house on the Fourth of July one day. We, but it was good because we talked about why we were talking. It was because of someone else mm-hmm. that she said. However, if we were truly friends, we would yeah. have talked about it way before it got to that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always stick to a leopard does not change his spots, so I was always very cautious. You know, but we would socialize, we'd have game night, we invited other couples, you know, we, we had a good time socializing. Mm-hmm. But again, it was that one up one up mm-hmm. And her, I, well, I mean, in technical terms, I'm her second child, mm-hmm. and she was, the girl, the girl was selling her first, celebrating her first birthday. And she wanted like a Mickey Mouse bean. Mm-hmm. But I had found this cute little skirt that I wanted to buy for as her godmother. You know, I wanted to buy her outfit. Mm-hmm. So I took a picture of it and I said, hey, this is for, you know, such and such birthday. And she goes, oh, well, that's not what I want. This is what I'm looking for. Okay. So okay. I took the gift back and spent money on my own child. And my son said, thank you. Mm-hmm. And that was like, Same you thing. know, a series of events, but that was like one of the straws on the camel back. Yeah. So fast forward a couple of years and my father passed and her husband sang. Mm-hmm. So my mother had asked her husband to sing at my father's memorial. Mm-hmm. And about a month later, my son was celebrating his birthday and they had come because our children at one time were very rich. And she went on about a 10 minute tirade about how people ask her husband to sing they don't offer him any money and they know that we're coming from Delaware and they don't even give us enough to cover gas and she's just going on and on and on and I'm sitting there looking at her and before they left my mother said to her husband and I asked her husband I said do you want anything do you want an offering do you want any money he said no you guys are family don't give me anything it's my honor you know to do this for your dad I don't want anything but at my son's birthday party, after she went on for about 10 minutes, before they left, my mom pulled him to the side and she said, I'm sure you don't want anything. She said, no, ma'am. And after that, I knew. Yeah. At that point, you have to cut ties. Yeah. And she never reached out to find out why. I, I, I don't know if she knows, but I probably have handled that situation better by telling her I didn't appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could have, but I also was dealing with grief. And at that particular time, it was like, I might cuss you out and say some stuff that I might regret. So I'd rather just not talk to you. Just, I'm not in the right state of mind to try to gain it. 
I right. had to tell my six-year-old son that one of his best friends had. My father was in So I, I'm yeah. dealing with a lot. So. And I can't, I can't deal with that. So I just, I just stopped talking. Yeah. Um, I've been in that place also where I had to just let go of a friendship that I had for years. And she, she was the one that helped me help my, my now husband take out my first engagement ring. Like, she was involved in that. I thought that was the biggest thing. Like, my best friend helped pick out my ring, you know. But that that situation had to be deaded because it was envy involved. And it was coming back to me from numerous people. And I didn't want to believe it. I was naive. She was supposed to be my friend. What do you mean, jealous? What do you mean she's talking bad about me behind my back? Until I actually heard it and seen it myself. I had to open my eyes up and say, no, this person is just, just not meant to be friends no more. And I still wish y'all the best. Mm-hmm. But it's just, our relationship is just deaded. And that's why envy for me is just so, that competing stuff is so heavy for me because I don't want my friend to ever feel like I'm competing with them or I'm jealous of them or I'm in competition with them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. your success is my success regardless. If God gave it to you, he can give it to me. Amen. So, okay. I, and, and that's just how I see it. So it's like with that, that competition thing. And I've I mentioned it to her also before, which I think that that's another part of friendship is understanding the underlying things that your friend has dealt with in the past when it comes to friends. And identifying that, making sure you're not doing that to them again. She know I've had issues with friendships before. Mm-hmm. So she knows where, you know, some might kind of, you know, hurt me this or that way, you know, mm-hmm. that type of thing. So, mm-hmm. and knowing your friend is very important. Right. I know what ticks her off. I know what makes her sad. If somebody brings up a subject, I'm changing subjects because we're not going to go there with her. Like that type of thing. You have to know your friend. Yeah, I agree. Why is it important for women of color, black women? There's so many reasons. I would say my top three reasons is for mental health. Mental health is, uh, I would say, my top reason for Black women or women of color is to have good friendships. Because I always feel like your mind, your emotions, and uh, I always say it's a spectrum. Mm-hmm. It's a spectrum for me. There's the, 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 the depression and then there's happiness. And there's so many factors that can bring you towards depression. I'll put that down. Happiness up there. And I feel like friendships keep you accountable to your actions to let you know, okay, yes, you came from here. For example, for me, yes, you went from a divorce, but we're not going back to that mentality. Mm-hmm. They, they help bring you out of that funk and remind you that you have so much good to look forward to. Mm-hmm. So much good going on in your life. You can feel the fun, but you're not going to sit in it. I feel like friendship also helps you to have a peace of mind for your mental health. There's times when you don't need your friends to say, hey, let's get some drinks. Let's let's, let's get out of the house. Because you you go on this little schedule of work, kids, bed, work, kids, bed. Your friends are like, hey, uh -uh, uh uh-uh, break it up. Girls night. We're going here. We're going to do this. Like I said, it reminds you that you have a life. It reminds you that before you got married and had kids, you were that girl. Whatever your nickname was, mine was delicious, whatever. That's, they remind me of, you're delicious. Let's get out in the streets a little bit. 
so they bring that peace of mind knowing that you're still a human being. They also, for me, bring the accountability of knowing that you owe yourself more than you think you do. Because we tend to self-sabotage and think that we don't, we're not worth much, we don't owe ourselves much, or we're not, we can't accomplish much. And a true friend's going to remind you that you are the S-H-I-T, that you're worth making a million dollars so that y'all can both go on vacation and go down. Right. But they're also going to remind you that the potential you have inside of you exceeds what you think. They see the outside of you. They, they know the true parts of you so many times that you can't see when you're in the funk of your mind. Mm-hmm. So I think friendship is so important for mental health because they will bring you from the pits of where you see yourself in that valley and remind you that, hey, no sis, we're not going down the mountain. We're going back up and we're all at the top with our hands reaching down for you saying, let's go, let's go. That's what Cece did for me a bunch of times. Um, quick story. I went through child support court. Yes. And every time I'm in the courtroom, I have the phone right here. I'm looking at the judge and my ex husband. Oh, she's at my house. I'm at her house. And she's in the back. And she was like, And she has a pen and paper and she's writing it down. And for me, I'm nervous. But seeing her back there, seeing her writing down what the judge is saying, or what I need to do, that brought me from wanting to cry. And I did cry one time after my child support court. Yeah. And, and she walked over, gave me a hug, and said, listen, I wrote down what you needed. So we're going to get this by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And that right there took me from my postpartum depression mentality straight to, oh, we got this. Mm-hmm. So that right there showed me that the mental, just your mental health can be so impacted by having a true, real friend that's going to sit there and say you're not doing life alone we're doing life together mm-hmm. so i feel like it's so important for your mental health and just for your looks as well because your friend will tell you pop down cc is the beauty guru so she gonna let me know uh uh-uh, friend you can look like middle here but you ain't going down there and if he's going down there she called me to her house eyebrows let's go shave it let's go let's go the outfit wore that three times already push it out Let's go. You know, so she reminds me that I need to still zhuzh up myself because if it's not for her, baby, I stay in some legs and t shirt all my life. So there's the mental, but then there's the physical also, not just so human. That's just me. Well, yeah, that's that. <laughs> I would definitely agree with both of those. Definitely, mental is a big thing. Mental for me also is because I was going through things prior to our friendship. And once I brought those things to her, she found a way to understand it. She didn't just say, oh, that was before me. I ain't got to deal with that. No, she made sure that she was like, oh, you dealt with some some situations prior to? Don't worry, we got you. We're going to get over that. We. She didn't say you. She said we. And that's very important because now I feel like I have somebody there with me, standing next to me saying, we going through this. And that helped bring me out of my funk of being, basically, it's about motherhood. I dealt with some motherhood trauma. And she just was like, uh-uh, no. She was like, you need to call my mama? My mama right here, she ready for you. She'll put her mom on the phone because I didn't have that motherly feeling on this mm-hmm. end. And she would, you know, and, <laughs> and she would do this all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, Don't worry about it. My mama got you, too. You know, that type of friendship is, is very important to the mental, knowing that I'm not in this going crazy in my mind by myself. You know, so, and then, like, the, the physical, definitely, she don't get me together. 
I've been slacking, but she gonna get me together. Her training, shim it up, shim it up, shim it up. She always, she's not, she's not one of those hardcore. Oh, you look, you look a mess, or you know, not put. She don't put you down when it comes to your fitness. She's very uplifting, very encouraging. She lets you say what you need to say, but then she'll be like, "Well, here's some facts. Here's some things that might help you." <laughs> yeah, I'm putting you out. Uh, <laughs> She knows when I go to my chocolate, and she's like, okay, well, are you having just a piece of chocolate? She don't just say no chocolate. She's no, like, you, you, have a you have a piece of chocolate. Is it one of my You know, so it's like that type of thing that kind of still helps motivate you on the physical end of, like, oh, you need to let yourself go, friend, because I'm not going to allow it. You know, Susan said something that's really prominent, and I love that. When you said that they, your friendships understand your path, they try to understand your path, and it's so true because. Mm-hmm. You know, being a single mother, either it's like, okay, well, you got this, you'd be good, you'd be okay. That's not what she did to me. It wasn't like I was so used to hearing genetic, generic, not genetic, generic. Oh, girl, you be fine. You got this. You know, you got God. You got your mom and your daddy. Cece was like, girl, it's gonna be rough. Mm-hmm. You gonna have those nights. <laughs> and then when I needed to break down and cry, it was like. You know, she was there with the hug, with the, hey, I got you. But she kept it real with me. And then it's like she even went back to her old traumas and triggers to help me. It's like I can see where she went back into her single motherhood mentally and went back into the the hurt, the pain, the triggers that she healed from. She still healed from, but she went back there to say, Mm, this is going to happen. She went back into her memory that I know she didn't want to remember, but she did. And that showed true friendship to me because it's like, I'm going to inconvenience myself to help you get to where I am now as a, you know, a woman who knew what that was like, but now I'm on the other end. So it's like basically going into the depths of hell, taking your friend's hand and dragging them out with you. Right. Okay. So it's kind of like, I'm not going to leave you in the pit. I'm going to drag you with me. I'm going to get uncomfortable for a little bit with you, but we're going to be comfortable at the end of the day. I'm going to drag you out of it. And that's what I feel like she did for me with my mother, single motherhood. And just when I can come to her, it's like, I'm going to go down there with you and get back in the pit with you, but I'm going to do it because I love you. I know when you come out of it, we're going to be in this together. Yes. And so that was something prominent that she said that kind of touched the core a while ago. But it's essential to a good friendship. It's very yeah. essential. Sometimes you got to get uncomfortable for your you friend. You want your friendship. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You got to want it. You gotta want it. Because yeah. I can say and be like, I don't want this no more. It just ended. Like, yeah, that's true. You have to want your friendship. Mm-hmm. You have to want that connection with that person. Some similarities are just not going to be all there. True. We have our differences. Big time. But we understand our differences. Mm-hmm. And we give space. And we give space. We give space. We give space. We give space. <laughs> we, give, we, give, we give a couple hours, okay? We be like, all right, text her in the morning. Good morning. And right. I see that it's a day for one of us we'll text that night okay mm-hmm. you're still alive that's it we're gonna know you're okay you're alive we're like back up a little bit because you need your space you need your space to grow as a person but just know that hey when you are out of your funk or your moment i'm sitting there with some food and some chocolate and maybe even some coffee mm-hmm. waiting for your friend on the other end like i, I still i'm still here for you you be cussing me out yeah i'm gonna still come back and be like that that did that Switch in our relationship is not worth the whole relationship. Mm-hmm. But two people have to want it, like she said. You have to you want have to, to come back together if you become screaming. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, friend, I'm just <laughs> I, I, when you said you have to want your friendship with the, with the 
young lady who, you know, it was one up mission. I just decided I didn't want the friendship anymore because I didn't feel that it was a true friendship. Yeah, mm, I agree. It was just after years of just being putting up with, and I'm not saying that I was perfect in the, in the friendship. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to make it seem like I didn't contribute. Right. But after years of feeling BS and passive aggressiveness and, you know, competition, it's just like, I don't want this in my life. You know, I don't want this in my life. And again, a couple years ago, my, my somehow they, they live in Delaware, but they were in Philly for some reason. Mm-hmm. And my husband invited me over to the house. I looked at my yeah. husband and I said, Somebody. 
I agree. Mm-hmm. There's a shirt I said it today at the store. It says, we're all going something, but don't be a dick about it. And I'm going to buy it, too. That's very true. Very. They're yeah, like, we very all true. go through something. We're all. And it could just be like, you know, I banged my toe and I'm hurting. And now I have to limp in my sheen all day. But that's still something that somebody's going through that could piss them off. You never know what other people are going through. Ooh. Ooh. You never know what other people are going through and how mm-hmm. that can impact. And I, I'm just thinking about, you know, being a teacher. You know, and I look at my students and how, you know, I get the brunt of the ads, but I don't know what they're going to want. Girls don't just want to be killers on them. So, you know, you never know what someone is going through. And just because you're going through something doesn't mean that the world has to stop and, and cater to you. Exactly. I agree. You know, and, and I understand, you know, of course, my whole platform is anxious and depressed brown girl but I I, I try to my attitude and things like that but you know we're all going through something it doesn't give you the right to, to be passive aggressive or mean or selfish you know I agree I agree I do agree yeah and I you know I'm much more you know I, I was 41 that I have determined in my life that I want peace. Mm-hmm. I'm all about protecting my mm-hmm. All about protecting my This year, my motto is I'm focusing on what I can control. And I'm focusing on the moment and what mm-hmm. I can control. I will work on it. If I can't, then I can't work. I agree. Because, I agree. You know, I, with teaching, I take it day by day. You know, I plan for the future, but I take it day by day. You know, mm-hmm. I really, really try to just focus on the moment and things that cause me stress and aggravation. I take a hard look at it. Is this something that I need in my life? What can I do to change the situation? Like I was talking with my therapist the other day. My job is stressful, like to the point where I was ready to quit. Mm-hmm. And we just there for the first day of August 25th. This was like last week or two weeks ago. I was ready to leave. And my mm-hmm. therapist said, What are some things that you can do to help yourself? And she kind of took me through. Maybe you need to start expectations and not try to work as hard. You know, make sure, you know, and it, like the, one of my co workers was like, You know, have three, you know, high frequency days and two low frequency I agree 100%. You know? yeah. So I, I am all about protecting my peace. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't bring me peace and stresses me out, mm-hmm. or I look at it, mm-hmm. like I need in my life. If I do, is there something I can do to lessen the stress? Or do I need to not have it in my life? Yep. And I don't want any friendship or anyone in my life that's going to cause me stress or agitation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I agree 100%. And sometimes you just have to, it might hurt to cut ties because you have history. Or you have that love and connection that you did have with that person, but if it's causing you your peace, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I had to learn. I was hurt for a long time. I didn't. I technically didn't want friends. I would see it. I would see these girls hanging out, especially on social media now, and you know, girls having girl trips and all of this. Sometimes that can that can confuse your mindset of what friends really is. But I don't know those girls. Some of them girls probably don't even like each other and they're hanging out at, at these trips. 
So it's like, I can't let social media dictate what my friendships look like. And I had to realize, like, no, my friendships is what it is. And it's going to get better because we choosing to make sure it gets better. Mm-hmm. And this is where it's at. And knowing that I have that connection with that with my friend, mm-hmm. we're supporting each other. We're being there with each other. We don't we don't have our funds and our moments. It may not look like social media, but who cares? It's ours. Mm-hmm. Nobody right. needs to know the ins and outs of what our friendship looks like mm-hmm. unless we let them know that. Preach. Social media is the worst. Yeah. Yeah, because I used to be like that. I didn't, I didn't want friends. After being hurt from that friendship, like, wow. mm-hmm. I, it took me a long time to trust females, period. Especially as a brown girl. I didn't want to, I didn't, I didn't trust anybody around my son, anyone around my, my man. Like, it was just so bad to where I'm just like, you're an associate. I don't know who you are. I don't care. I didn't care about your feelings. I didn't, like, I had a moment of that. And so I realized, like, what is that doing good for my mental? Mm-hmm. I need somebody I can confide in. My sisters are all younger than me, so they, they didn't understand the sisterhood that I needed. So who else was I going to go to? Yeah. So that I had to learn how to heal and open up to make sure that right. I found, yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Now I'm going to go ahead and defy you. Well, you know, you said one quote. It's okay. But you know, but you know me, I, I have these two. The one that I have, and I have it saved, I love it, is <laughs> a true friend is someone who thinks you are a good egg, even though even though they know that you are slightly cracked um, by Bernard Meltzer. And my second quote is, the best kind of friendships are fierce lady friendships where you are aggressively believing in each other defend each other and think the other deserves the world and the reason why with the first one saying a true friend is someone who thinks you're a good egg even though you're slightly cracked speaks to the fact that the person genuinely still sees the good in you they still see the potential in who you are no matter what you've been through or you know what life has thrown in you on or thrown in your way and how much you've taken a beating in life they still see that beautiful spirit of a person who they just love as a friend mm-hmm. and the second one is very true you know as friends we should aggressively believe in each other like yo i believe in you this is it i know you could do this don't even don't even you know don't even doubt yourself but also defend each other you know that's so true you sometimes you gotta defend your friend especially if i know like one of my friends aren't gonna speak up just know i'm going there. I'm, I'm going oh, yeah, i'm definitely. going i'm going in the arena yeah because just, i would tell them I got the mouth. Tag team me. And if you tag team me, you're my friend's not gonna get cussed out or put down by nobody in mm-hmm. my in my in my peripheral vision. Yeah. You know, because for me it's like, uh uh-uh, uh, no, I could care if you a family, not to be with my friend. That's just how I am. And also who thinks the other deserves the world. If you're my friend and you're you know, who I consider a friend, I think you deserve the world and more than that. I think that you deserve that all God has planned for you and I think that you need to be a grabbing on to each one of those things. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to purpose, when we had a conversation about purpose, mm-hmm. I stopped and said, I don't think you're walking in your purpose, friend. Tell me straight up. That. I said, you're not walking <laughs> in your purpose, and I'm going to call you behind out because you are a gifted, gifted woman and when it comes to that beauty. 
she dragged me to the store of Sephora and got me all the way together on my budget, on a budget for me. And I mean, I she matched my skin tone without having my skin tone. Like, I don't know, like, this back and flipping skin tone by looking at you. Like, she was, I'm just gonna put it out there. So, her gifts are so crazy to me that I'm like, you deserve everything that God has and wants for you to walk in your purpose. And I think that's true friendship. That's what that quote spoke to me on. Since it's a topic of friendship, my last words would be be open to what God puts into your life with a friend. Because you never know where it's going to go. You never know where it's going to take you. You don't know what lessons you should be learning or going to learn. Or if it can be the start of something that lasts forever and is beautiful. You are never made to do life alone. You are always made to do life as a community. So because we were made to do life with each other, be open to that. Mm -hmm. Embrace that. Love that. Mm -hmm. Because... At the end of the day, no man's an island, and we definitely need each other. I love that. My last last words would be to be true to yourself, that way you can be true to your friend. And that means basically be open and honest, like she said, and be, what am I looking for? Be open and honest with yourself. But also with your friend. If you're mm-hmm. going through something, let them be there for you. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable with another brown girl just because you feel like they're out to get you. You know, if they're your friend, they're going to be there for you. They're going to hold your hand. They're going to pick you up and support you. Don't always look at relationship with other females as a competition. It's not. not and, and definitely, I would definitely add this in there. To make sure you open your eyes to know who's there for you and not there for you. Because that's it. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. I want to thank my day one listeners and my friends. Until the next conversation.